Hey, hey, I'm your host, Wanda, and you're listening to the Tender Grace Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tender Grace Podcast where we have candid conversations about our struggles and sometimes epic failures in our Christian walk and how God's grace meets us there to lift us up and strengthen us with his power and his truth. Welcome to part three of Feeling Unqualified. If you've gotten this far in the episode, I'm going to assume that you've decided to get off the fence of indecision and in faith, you have made the decision to say, yes, Lord, here I am. I'm going to do what you're calling me to do. Congratulations, my friend, you've taken the first step. So now you're probably wondering, now what? Some of you have shown up totally excited and can't wait to start and others have shown up also excited but are still scared and that's okay. You said yes, God is pleased because you are being obedient and are moving forward in faith. But now is the time to start building momentum, putting one foot in front of the other and start doing. So where do you start? So before you take off running and start pursuing every idea that seems great and wonderful, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. The Bible tells us, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Ask him to reveal to you how or what to start with. If you have some great idea about how you should start and where you should start, take those ideas to the Lord and ask him about it. Because oftentimes, where we think we need to start and where we ought to start don't always line up. So with your ideas or not, present yourself to the Lord. Seek him in prayer by reading his word. A few years ago, I came across an awesome little book called God's Promises for Your Every Need. They basically are Bible, verse, Bible verses categorized by, uh, by our needs. So for example, they have a category called Finding the Will of God. And in there, there are about 15 Bible verses that speak about finding the will of God. So I'm going to read two of, you, two of them for you. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Psalms 119, 105 says, your, lamp, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So what you can do is when, they, when you are praying, you can make it personal by saying, me, I, or you. So for example, the verse that says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. You can pray to the Lord and says, Father, your word says that you will instruct me, that you will teach me the way that I should go, that you are going to guide me with your eye. So I'm going to put my full confidence in you and I'm going to trust you to lead me as to where I should go, what I should do and what I should say. When we do this, many things happen. Not only does our confidence increase, but we build our faith and we demonstrate to God that we are in fact leaning on him to guide us in the way that we should go. When we quiet our thoughts and our emotions and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts, what we will find is direction and peace. He quiets our feelings that might be all over the place and a calm begins to fill us. He called you to do 
that thing and therefore he promised to be with you. Because our calls come from God, it's important that we look to him for the process and for the outcome. We're going to face many battles when it when we respond to the call over our lives, but one of our greatest battles is going to be not giving up. Commit to not quitting when discouragement sets in. Commit to not quitting when it feels daunting. Commit to not quitting when it gets overwhelming. And yes, you are going to experience all these things. Don't expect to travel down an easy road. There will be trials and there are going to be obstacles. Listen, the devil is not going to give up trying to keep you from your calling. He will bombard your mind with lies like you can't do this. No one's going to listen to you. You don't know enough. You are going to fail. You never went through that. So what makes you think that you have the right to tell anyone else what to do or how to feel? This is too big for you, so just give up now and go back to what you are comfortable with. You'll be much happier. The devil wants nothing more than to destroy the work of the Lord on this earth and the work of the Lord in you. So we mustn't give in to those thoughts and we can't coddle them because when we do, what's really happening is that we're coming into the agreement with the devil and we are validating those lies. But you must never forget that in Christ, you have been given power over your thoughts. The Apostle Paul says, we take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. In other words, confront the lie with God's truth. So what does that look like? What does it look like for us to confront the lie? So let's say the lie is you're not good enough. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, the hardships, the persecution and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And this is why it's important to know your Bible. It's important to read your Bible and to study it because if you don't have the backing of God's word. If you don't have the spiritual weapon to confront that lie, you're not going to make it. You are never going to move forward. Lies do two things. It either paralyzes us or it takes us out. That's it. Here's an example of another lie. No one will listen to you. And how do we confront that with God's truth? Look at what God told Ezekiel. to encourage him when he sent him to people who he knew would not listen to him. It says, but the people of Israel won't listen to you any more than they listen to me. For the whole lot of them are hard hearted and stubborn. But look, I have made you as obstinate and as hard hearted as they are. I have made your forehead as hard as the hardest rock. So don't be afraid of them or fear their angry looks, even though they are rebels. And then he added, son of man, let all of my words sink deep into your own heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. Then go to the people in exile and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Do this whether they listen to you or not. God gave us the Bible for our benefit. It was never meant for us to just read it and walk away saying, oh, that was a nice story or, you know, just feeling good about ourselves. It was meant to guide us, to teach us. The stories are meant for our benefit so that we can learn from them and use the very words that he equipped the prophets and the other people with to help them. And so we too can declare those verses for ourselves 
using those verses as an example, you can say, you can declare that God will give you the fortitude and the same stubbornness to stand strong for Christ in the face of rejection. So while those people are being stubborn and rejecting God, we can be stubborn in the sense that we'll, we will dig our heels in the ground and we will stand for the Lord no matter what happens. And so I'll end with this last example um, of a lie. Say the lie, uh, the lie is you're going to fail. And so in Hebrews chapter 13, 21, we can declare this as God's truth. May he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. And so, as I had mentioned earlier, we can take those um, Bible verses and we make them personal. We use the me's and the I's and the you's. And so when the lie comes, the devil puts the, that, that lie in your head. Oh, you're going to fail. You can come back at him and you say, oh, no, 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 no. The Lord is going to equip me with everything that I need to do his will. He is going to produce in me through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. And I will give him all of the glory because he is God. He is going to help me. And so we use our weapons, right? Which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God to slay those lies. Don't make your head a safe space for those lies. Don't give it a room to sleep in and don't make it feel comfortable. If you entertain those lies, they're going to stay. Okay, so let's get back to getting started. Now, if you're confident that you have received specific instructions from the Lord, trust him and do that. Be obedient and humble yourself to his will. Christ set the example. He never strayed from doing the Father's will and accomplished his mission. But what if you're not sure? You've prayed, but you're still unsure of where to start. Here are a couple of things that you can start doing to gain some momentum. This is not the time to sit once again and use the excuse, well, I'm just going to wait to know for sure where to start. Remember, some of you have been waiting or delaying God's call over your life for years because during those years, you were like, well, I'm not sure. Do I really, is this what God is calling me to do? But listen, you said yes. You started the ball rolling when you said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to step up and I'm going to say yes. So keep it moving forward. Do not stop the momentum, no matter how insignificant it may seem to you. So here are two ways to keep putting one foot in front of the other. The first one is pretty self-explanatory and it is seek the counsel of a godly advisor like your pastor, an elder, a trusted Bible teacher, even a friend who is firmly grounded in scripture, not your hangout buddy who says they're Christian, goes to church sometimes and doesn't even know their Bible. I mean, I'm just saying. The Bible speaks of there being safety in the multitude of counselors. It says plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Share with that person or people what you believe the Lord has called you to do and ask them for counsel for what they think that you should do next. God often uses seasoned, mature believers to give godly wisdom in our life choices. And number two is do what's in your reach. Now I'm going to explain because I know some of you are like, 
uh, what does that even mean? What can you start doing right now in that area of your calling? Because as Christians, we are to live by faith and not by sight. So let's say God is calling you to open up a soup kitchen where you feed those in need, share the word of God and pray for people. But you've never done that before. You don't have what a soup kitchen will require, which is a space with a kitchen, food, table, chairs, utensils, a staff to help you run it, you know, all the stuff. You've never even counseled someone or even shared your faith with a complete stranger. So how do you go from where you are right now to that call? That leap feels overwhelming and impossible. So it seems so far out of your reach that it's enough to make you want to take back your yes. I get it. But that leap that you are thinking that you have to make is usually not as big as you are making it to be in your head. The beginning steps are usually much smaller. The Lord has revealed the big picture, but it doesn't mean that you're going to do it all right now because the Lord knows us better than we know ourselves. He is going to start with what you can handle and begin helping you to be consistent and faithful in the little things. Dr. Jamie Morgan says this often, you will build the plane as you fly it. So what's within your reach? What, what can you begin doing right now? Now, still using the soup kitchen idea as an example, doing what's in your reach right now can mean immersing yourself in the practical details of that calling, volunteering at an existing soup kitchen and being of service, cooking the food, cleaning the toilets, washing some dishes. Learn from those who are already leading it. Learn what it takes to run it. Learn how to minister to the tar target listener. If you're shy and you get nervous speaking in front of others, start volunteering to just share a devotional or read a scripture. Ask to sit with someone who counsels people and glean from what you hear and learn. All of these are doable things that you can do right now and it doesn't require any preparation except for you to show up. And you know what's going to happen when you move forward in faith? You're going to see the Lord lead you. He is he's either going to say, yep, keep going, keep going in that direction. Or he's going to say, nope, stop what you're doing. Do something else. You know, the idea of having a ministry podcast came to me in the summer of 2021. And I knew it was God because having a podcast was never an idea, a dream, a desire. It wasn't an item on my bucket list to accomplish before I die. And so it took me several months to really kind of accept <laughs> the idea that God was calling me to the podcast. And so I didn't know exactly what I would be speaking about. I didn't know what the episodes would consist of. I didn't have an idea for the, for the name or a specific um, target listener. Only the idea of do a podcast came to mind. And so after sitting on it for several months, I decided in January of 2022 to just get started. I stepped out in faith and for me putting one foot in front of the other and uh, picking up momentum meant just taking the next several weeks to just concentrate on the name. A lot of ideas came to mind and I would write them down and I would 
pray about it and I would take it to the Lord and I said, Lord, is this, is this the name? Is this the name? And I would come up with, I had some, some words that I wanted to have in the name and then I would, and then I had all these different ideas of how to uh, put those names together or a version of those names. And I had an Excel spreadsheet and everything that came to mind, I would write it down. By the end of several weeks, I had like 15 different names. And each time I would say to God, God, is is this the name that you that you want? Should I should I call it this? And the Lord didn't necessarily answer me directly, but I didn't necessarily have a peace about it. So I just continued just coming up with different names and um, coming up with the concept. And each time I would ask the Lord, is this, do you approve of this? Is this, is this good with you? And I remember just getting so frustrated because I didn't feel a peace and I didn't have a name. And so I said to God, God, if you don't, if you don't lead me, you don't tell me, uh, show me how to, what to call it. I'm never going to get started. I don't, I don't know how to progress from here because how can you have a podcast without a name? And so I remember, I think it was like 24 hours later, the name Tender Grace popped into my head and I was like wow tender grace that sounds that sounds pretty good is is this what you want me to call it God and I felt just a sense of joy a sense of peace a sense it, it kind of just settled in my spirit and so again in faith I stepped out and I said this is what I'm going to call it this is what I feel like the Lord wants me to call it and that's the name of my podcast So now that I have a name, I had to do the next thing, which is coming up with an intro. And that took several weeks because, again, not having any clear direction, I had to step out in faith, write down what I believe the Lord was uh, asking me to write. And I started with that and just coming up with different versions of the intro of what the comp uh, the the podcast would encompass, who it was for, what I was going to be speaking about. And again, I had different versions of it. And I each version I would present to the Lord and I said, Lord, is this what I should say? And I would settle or finally settled on the intro that you hear after I felt a peace about it. I felt a joy. It felt settled in my spirit. And that's how I got confirmation from God. Like, okay, again, stepping out in faith and believing that that is, is what, where the Lord wanted me to go. And do you think that the enemy was quiet during that time while I was just stepping out in faith? Nope. He was right there constantly sowing lies or trying to sow lies into my mind. Like, oh my gosh, that's not even, uh, that title doesn't even sound good. That that's that sounds terrible. No one's going to take you seriously. Oh my gosh, if you don't get it right, you're never going to be able to change it later. All of these lies would bombard me because at the end of the day, uh, the devil doesn't care that what you call it. He just doesn't want you to follow the call of God over your life. 
God isn't going to reveal every detail of our call with all the ups and downs that we're going to be required to navigate in the beginning. When God first called Moses, he didn't give him all the details of the entire mission. He was given just enough information and instructions to get started. The rest will unfold as Moses obeyed and moved forward. The Lord does this to build our faith and our character because believe it or not our character will have to undergo a radical transformation because as the lord molds you he brings out what he has deposited in you we are vessels in his hands we exist to serve the lord at his pleasure because when we obey him we exalt him and not ourselves so my friend as you move forward in faith putting one foot in front of the other remember the lord is with you even if you make a mistake and miss the mark in the beginning, in the middle, or at any point in your journey, it's okay. You're going to make mistakes. We aren't always going to get things right. It doesn't mean that God is going to cancel the call over your life. We are flawed, and he already knew this when he gave us an assignment. Because when you serve the Lord in spirit and in truth, and your desires are pure, and you truly are wanting to obey him with all of your heart, he is going to course correct you as you move one foot in front of the other. Be encouraged. Now that you've walked through the door, don't stop. Keep moving forward. Remember, we serve a mighty God. He is a God of miracles and he is a God of the impossible. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support it, don't forget to subscribe, share with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. Until next time.